0: Welcome to this episode of Curating Crypto, where we focus on covering the art and culture scene surrounding the crypto space. And now, here's your host, Javo Villalobos. Hello everyone, this is Havo, your host of Curating Crypto. Today's guest is the French artist who started by illustrating books, got into machinimas, video and motion design, and then discovered cryptocurrencies and totally got sucked in. His Twitter banner commissions and crypto memes got him a ton of exposure, and John McAfee hired him for his presidential campaign visuals and social media communication. He started tokenizing a few weeks ago in SuperBear, which led him to become last month's top seller with a collaboration art piece called Saint Nakamoto, Made with Vinci. Since we recorded the podcast, he also participated in a joint tokenization with Trevor Jones. The ETH Girl, which is the name of the artwork, set the current record for a collaboration by selling for over 70 ETH, which was a little bit over $10,000 at the time of sale. Without further ado, let's welcome an as it goes by the name of A Lot of Money. Hey man, welcome to the
1: show. Hey, nice for you to have me.
0: Hey man, so let's start with the most important thing, which is your health. I know that you took an unplanned vacation to the hospital and stayed there for a few days. So first and foremost, how are you doing? And then second, I know that crypto Twitter sometimes is frowned upon as very negative. But I know that a few people in the space kept up to speed with you, followed up to make sure they you were fine. What can you tell us about that? Oh,
1: so first the, the hospital thing and everything. So it's, it's getting better. I'm still, uh, I'm still not working. I have an actual job that I'm not doing right now because uh, I'm supposed to rest. So that, that gives me time to work on my, on my art. And that's a good thing. And, uh, and about crypto Twitter, I think it's... Uh, there's a part of crypto Twitter that is toxic, yes, but there's also a, a great part of people who, who are very positive and very friendly, and uh, those people have, uh, have uh, found each other, you know, and uh, I think it's, uh, there, there, there's a big part of the, the, the crypto Twitter that is a family now, and uh, all, the, all those people are meeting together when there is convention and everything. And it seems like uh, all the difference they can have on Twitter are uh, completely erased once they're uh, in front of each other. So uh, I think it's not that toxic. there's, There's toxicity, yes, but that's mostly because there's money involved.
0: Excellent, man. That's great to hear. And then based on what you said, is there a chance that we see you at a conference sometime next year?
1: Maybe if I have a chance to, to, to go to a conference, I will. Uh, if there's a conference in Europe, France, uh, I will do my best to go there. Yes, of course.
0: Excellent news. Looking forward to it. Simon, can you tell us about your artistic career and how that got started?
1: Oh, I uh, I always been uh, drawing at school instead of working, so I, uh, my artistic career started very soon. Um uh, I never had a chance to go in art school because uh, um, I was not very uh, disciplined, you know, I was I was a brat, and uh, there was no way for me to get in a, in an art school when uh, when it was time to. So I I, um, I started uh, drawing uh, comics for a uh, um, cannabis uh, legalization association when I was 20 years old. Uh, that's that's when I really started working uh, as a, as an illustrator and a graphic designer. And then I had uh, I I worked in the publishing I um I was making cover for books and uh, illustrations for books, and then uh, came the, the the computer came into came into my life and I started to to make graphic design uh, with the computer and uh, never stopped uh, since.
0: Very, very interesting. So you mentioned you have a full-time job. What is it that you do whenever you're not pursuing your art?
1: My full-time job is an art director. I work for an esports company that is organizing events. So uh, I'm in charge of uh, all the events, uh, visuals, uh, the the scene, uh, the merchandising, even the tickets and and everything. Uh, That's the kind of thing I do since um, almost 10 years now.
0: Very cool. So, can you walk us through how you got into crypto?
1: Yes, uh, it started by um, a man of offering me a job uh, that was paid in Bitcoin, and uh, it was a, it was quite an interesting job. So, I I started looking into Bitcoin in uh, September uh, 2017. It was the, the right time to get into Bitcoin, and uh, the first thing I saw was a, a video of uh, Andreas Antonopoulos, and uh, and I got hooked. Totally hooked, because um, politically uh, there was lots of things that were uh, resonating with my uh, my personal points of view and everything. So I, I never stopped l- learning about uh, blockchains uh, since since this time. And uh, the plot twist is that the, the job uh, never happened and I never got paid in Bitcoin in, in the first first place.
0: <laughs> oh man! And then rumor has it you have an Andreas Antonopoulos too. Is that true?
1: That I have? uh, No, I don't. (laughs) But maybe one day, yeah.
0: (laughs) And a bit unfortunate that that job never really materialized, but at least it got you investigating and then eventually led you to this rabbit hole, which is crypto.
1: Yes, yes, I started by uh, uh, first going on crypto Twitter to get uh, information uh, about crypto and everything. And in 2017, that was the time that uh, when everybody was buying uh, almost everything. Uh, the, 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 it was the time when uh, a new update on a website uh, was uh, pumping a coin for 10 or 20 percent. So uh, I've been on crypto Twitter to learn a bit more about this madness and I uh, started I found the, the, the place was quite funny and uh, alive. So I started making memes uh, with Photoshop and uh, and had, had a little success. I started by making memes and selling T-shirts on, on crypto Twitter during uh, almost one year.
0: Yes, I remember very vividly those Twitter banners as they started to appear on crypto Twitter. And I want to say that I even send you a couple of customers. So people would, would ask me because of the episode art. And I would just say, just go to Alada. Are you still doing those Twitter banners today?
1: yes yes i'm still doing twitter banners uh i have a waiting list now because i don't really have time to 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 deal with this but yes yes i'm still doing it and it's uh, it's very fun to do because i mean i'm directly in contact with uh with the the the, the customer and uh and uh, i get lots of information from uh, i am asking a lot of questions i want i want the banner to be really representative of what. the 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 person is and so uh, it's 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 very fascinating to to do that i've never been directly in contact with uh with people like this and i I really love this
0: i completely understand where you're coming from because of the podcast i get to meet very unique personalities very unique characters and life stories that otherwise if it wasn't for the podcast it would be really really hard to reach and really hard to get to know so i know i know the feeling you're a very unique case if i could say that Obviously, everybody's familiar with your crypto memes, but then from a stylistic perspective, you you basically carry the same substance and the same approach through the Twitter banners and then eventually to the John McAfee Commission. And I could tell uh, when I saw your work that you were really good with Photoshop. I'm not sure if you use any other tools, but you had all the signs of potentially becoming a full time crypto artist and case in point, here we are now. Uh, So can you walk us through that process and what got you here?
1: Yeah, it, it, it happened very fast. John John McAfee was the, was the, 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 the sparkle. Yeah, I, for, um, it was um, for my birthday this year, uh, in 2018, I had uh, Euclid and Oaks that had a, have a show. And uh, they received John McAfee on the show the day of my birthday. And uh, Euclid uh, said to John that it was my birthday. He showed him a few pieces, a few artwork. And then, uh, that's how I got in contact with John McAfee, to, wishing me a happy birthday this year. And uh, so he had, uh, he had the idea of um, making movie posters about uh, crypto celebrities. And he wanted each movie to be, uh, what if their life was a movie? Uh, can you make the poster for this? And he asked me for 50 posters. Uh, and so everything started. Everything started to, to, to go faster uh, for me uh, when I started working with, with McAfee because after that I had lots of uh, commissions com- coming from everywhere uh, outside the crypto world. And, uh, and I still have now a very different job c- coming to me uh, with this uh, McAfee partnership. And, st- and I still work for, for, for John and his, uh, his campaign and, uh, and I'm, uh, I'm editing video for him right now. He wants to make some, uh, s- some videos.
0: Okay, very interesting. So the idea of the posters came from him.
1: Uh, at first, he came to me with a picture of... Um, uh, he had uh, this journalist, uh, I, I always forget his name, Pomp. We call him Pomp.
0: Oh, Anthony Pompliano.
1: Yeah. Uh, Anthony, Anthony Pompliano came to his boat and then uh, John took a picture of Anthony that was looking very, very shy in the middle of him and his wife with a gun. You know, he, uh, John was holding a big gun, his wife too and in the middle there was uh, uh, Anthony Pompliano. And uh, he sent me this picture and he tells he told me, uh, can you do something sexy with this picture? And when I looked at the picture, I said, uh, oh, what would be great is like explosions in the background making something like... A, a movie poster from the 80s and he said that's a great idea i want you to do this and i want you to make more of this and it started like this it started by a single image
0: <laughs> very cool i mean with anthony i doubt that he had any issues with guns being ex-military but uh maybe he was more cut up in the moment with uh the whole thing of being with john and, and his wife in the middle of the ocean, right?
1: Oh, I had no, I had no idea he was in the military. Yeah. He was looking like uh, he, he, he does not belong uh, between the between the two characters. <laughs> I I, I, um, I even uh, photoshopped him a T-shirt uh, saying, uh, "Don't worry, mom everything is okay."
0: <laughs> Good stuff, man. And I, I do remember seeing those posters on crypto Boxer, So you're definitely doing crypto Boxer stuff.
1: Yes, it's a black uh, black box art, you know, sparrow that uh, i i simply asked her uh, if there was a place in cryptovoxel where i could uh, expose some of my works And She told me she had parcels some of them. She didn't use and uh, it was okay for me to to use them as long as I needed them Uh, And so she 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 gave me a very very large parcel Uh, she first she she lent me the parcel and then she gave me the parcel now and uh, and I I started uh, Looking into uh, this virtual world and uh, it was very easy to, to to everything is made So it's easy to design. It's easy to create something and uh, I I was really excited by this and started uh, putting my stuff all over over the place and still continue right now. Uh, I'm buying parcels uh, but uh, I've got lots of projects that I want to do there but not much time.
0: Man, I have no clue how much sleep you get because you're doing the John McAfee campaign, you're doing the Twitter banners, you're doing memes, you're doing stuff on cryptoboxels, and now being a successful crypto artist.
1: <laughs> I sleep about four to five hours maximum.
0: <laughs> and I'm glad that you mentioned Sparrow. She's one of those positive uh, people in this space. I think she's a fellow software engineer. She's also a really good artist, but she's always doing nice things for people and she's always leaving really thoughtful messages and DMs. So. Uh, my, hat, my hat's off to to her.
1: Yes, and then and, and for me it was it was really something because I, I was coming out of the hospital You know and uh, all the during um, almost three weeks. I was not able to work. So uh, This uh, this world this uh, crypto world is going very fast, you know And when you're not there during three weeks, it's, it's like you're gone forever. And uh, when I came back uh, I had no no real project. I had no no real uh, motivation to do anything Thing. and then she came with this uh, cryptovoxel uh, thing and it 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 gave me the energy uh, necessary to so so lots of things happening to me now is because of her yes
0: okay excellent and let's talk about your inspiration and the artists that you like uh, we talked previously about the posters and i think that from what i can see you have um influence from old cinema can you tell us a little bit about that
1: yes um been the the generation uh, who discovered the pcr you know it was a uh, it was, uh, I had, a, I had lots of video uh, tape collection and I was watching movie over and over again because uh, during all my childhood, it was not possible to watch a movie twice. You know, you had to go to the cinema twice or you had to wait uh, two years to see it on the TV. And, uh, and so uh, I've been addicted to, to, to watching movies and, and some of them I must have watched a hundred times, you know, and uh, so that, that's, that's uh, something that is intoxicating my imagination, of course, yes.
0: Excellent. And then, from an um, artistic perspective, which artists do you follow? Uh, which artists do you study that basically influence what do you do today?
1: There are the artists I really, really love, um, for example, Moebius. Uh, Jean Giraud Moebius is uh, is the guy that created uh, almost everything we are seeing uh, actually in uh, in the comics in even in the cinema. Yeah. He, this guy is a pure genius and uh, in each image of uh, Moebius you can have a uh, 20 different story and 20 different movies coming out of this image. It's a concentration of imagination and uh to me it's very very important uh, in the in the classical uh, i really love uh, dali uh Salvatore dali is, uh, is someone i really love and uh in the people making things actually i, I really love uh, jason frini that is a uh, is a sculpting is is uh, a sculpting the inside of toys uh
0: Oh, absolutely he's doing the designer toys so he essentially is dissecting the toys so one side's complete the other side has the skeletal structure the internal organ it's pretty cool stuff
1: yes yes that's uh th- that's an artist i'm trying to to collect as much thing as i can from him i really love what he's doing uh, i really love a shintaro kago is a Japanese
0: okay so manga
1: uh, yes manga artist that is uh, doing very strange things with uh, with cutting cutting skin, cutting people and you it's always' uh, he's always trying to show what's inside uh, and uh, it's very fascinating and uh, and also uh, Giger and uh, people like Terry Gilliams and things like that are inspiring me a lot too.
0: Yes, absolutely. So you mentioned a few really interesting ones. So, for example, Mobius, very specific style comics with really thin lines. And then mentioned Geiger, which I think who he's the one that makes a lot of alien work. Um, and then, in terms of Salvador really, Dali, any specific pieces come to mind?
1: Sorry, uh, Salvador Dali. Uh, uh, my, my my favorite is uh, I don't know the English name for this piece. Uh, it's uh, la, la Jeune Vierge Auto-Sodomisée par les cornes de sa Propre Chasteté. I don't know the English term name for this. It's uh, it's a woman looking at the window, and there are uh, some phallic phallic forms uh, coming, trying to come out on the window through her, and uh, that's my favorite one. I also, I also love the the melted watch, of course, and all uh, the persistence of memory. Yes, persistence of memory, and uh, all the, f- the the. I don't know the name of this one either. It's the the, elef- the elephant with the very very s- skinny and long legs. You know, walking in some kind of psychedelic teasers uh, If you know which one I'm talking about. Oh, that
0: one has a very long name. Dream Caused by the Flight of a Bee Around a Pomegranate a Second Before Awakening.
1: Yeah. 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 That would be my favorite one.
0: Okay, excellent. And then can you walk us through your creative process, how you go from idea to final product?
1: Yes. Uh, uh at first i have a, i'm trying to have the most simple ideas possible because i know it's gonna build up after so i'm, I'm always starting on something very simple and, and then i try things uh, I, I really love to to erase, start all over again, try and uh, try dif- different way, and uh, uh, at, at some point uh, there's an excitation, there's something that is telling me that I'm in the right direction, and so I keep on digging on, on this way, and everything is uh, it's a it's a I'm working fast, so it's not. Really a slow process, but there is a lot of ID coming to me while I work and uh, most of them I have rejected. some of them I start tested. but I, I really need to play and need to have elements and, uh, and play with them. You know that, that, So I, I start with a simple ID. I create elements, uh, I gather elements around it uh, and then I, I play with it.
0: And then can you tell us what led you to tokenizing art? I remember that you did tokenize art, either a known origin or was an OpenSea directly, but it was <laughs> because you tokenized art. And then it was, I remember you posting something about the market taking a dip at that time. And then you kind of paused that for a bit. And then you came back and started to tokenize art on SuperRare. And you've been extremely successful. Can you tell us um, about your experience?
1: Yeah, it's it's a very very surprising. Uh, I always thought um, I, at first when I saw super rare, uh, I thought the um, the selection was too too hard for me to get in. <laughs> I thought I thought that uh, I was not um, my my uh, I didn't have an artistic uh, path, you know, my uh, so so I, I thought. They would uh, look at me like someone coming from the meme world or something. So I, I was trying to stay. I was staying distant. And then uh, the fact of talking with uh, with Paro and, uh, and meeting new people gave, make, make and, uh, and also also Cryptovoxel uh, and all the things I did for the art exposition and things like that make, makes me want to try my luck on, uh, on Super Rare. After all, why not? And uh, and yeah, it's. It, it's working pretty good. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm just trying to realize what's happening because when I'm posting something, there's someone buying it. And uh, and that, that's something as an artist that uh, yeah, I've always tried to find, you know. <laughs> so,
0: Absolutely. I mean, talk about validation. You work on something, you post it immediately, get an offer for $1,000. I mean, that has to be super exciting.
1: Yes. Yes, it is.
0: And the important thing here is that you didn't try to... Emulate somebody that was successful already in the space, you stuck to your style, you use the same approach, you try to provoke a reaction while still using elements of humor and it played out really well in the end.
1: Yeah, the the thing I'm trying to do uh, each time in in everything I do is I'm trying to, to... to honestly make something that I would like to find, that I would like to see, that I would like to have, uh, and that's almost that—that's uh, very selfish. But that's my uh, that—that's my only guidance. You know, I'm trying to make something that I would be happy to find, that I would find funny, that will—that will talk to me. So uh, when I find someone that is uh, connected to what I do, uh, it's like it's connected—it's connected to me. You know, so that's very—that's that, great to have someone bidding money on uh, on your art.
0: Excellent. So if it continues to go this way, are there any plans for you to become a full-time artist? Uh,
1: um, uh, I will will certainly have to become a full-time artist because I'm about to lose my actual job because I'm, I'm living right now in the south of France. Uh, and uh, they were, They want me to go in Paris to to continue working. And there's no way for me to, to I'm not able to go in Paris. I've got my family here. I got everything. Uh, everything I got here. So uh, I'm about to lose this the the this job. And uh, it's not going to be easy to find another job in, uh, in uh, where where I live. So I, I think I'm going I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be an artist, a full time artist, sooner than I thought. Yes. <laughs>
0: Very interesting. So sometimes destiny kind of forces our hand a bit to make the decision that we really need to make. But I have a feeling that you're going to be doing just fine. And then man, in terms of, um, I know that we touched a little bit on this. Uh, What do you consider a good piece of art?
1: Yes. Yes. It's very personal. Uh, When I'm, when I come in front of an artwork, whether it's a movie or a picture or anything, uh, I expect, I expect to be sucked in. I expect to, to To see the world uh, through the eyes of the artist, and to I want my my perception to be changed. I want to be, uh, I want to, to, I want, I want the the art to tell me something I never thought about. Uh, I want, uh, yes, I, I appreciate to to be taken out of my reality and put in another one. Even if the the, the other reality uh, is something I hate, uh, it's not the problem. It's, it's, uh, if, if, if someone uh, is uh, able to bring me into, into something I hate and, uh, and make me feel things, I think he, he made a good art even if I will not buy it. <laughs>
0: Excellent. And I know you started on Super Rare with a collaboration with Da Vinci, and now you're working on a collaboration with Trevor Jones, which is established artist in the space. And how challenging is it to work with other artists that may have a different vision, different approach, different style to produce a unique piece?
1: Yes, because uh, so far I've been working with a dead artist, you know, <laughs> so so there, there, there was that was not much complaint, and uh, and now we're working with Trevor and Trevor is 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 uh, is someone that uh, that really uh, understands what he's doing very deeply, and so I had to I had to chat a little with him. I'm working on uh, one of his uh, his piece uh, that is uh, analytic cubism, so. So I had to study analytic cubism to understand this. You know, there was no way for me to get in this without uh, understanding uh, plenty. So uh, yes, I had some homework with uh, with this, and I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be done by the end of the week now.
0: Oh yes, I think it's the girl with the mandolin, the cubist uh, Picasso piece that you guys are working
1: on. Yes. Yes, the the girl with the mandolin, and uh, I just he, he wanted he wanted told me that he wanted me to try to express the cubism and uh, and the different perspective represented in uh, in different pieces of the of the painting. Uh, he also and he also wanted, if possible, to have a. a uh, Pablo Picasso uh, uh, portrait somewhere, you know, the eyes of the, the paint or something. So I'm, I'm mixing something. Uh, I get inspirations from uh, people like Coldi. Uh, who also works on um, on cubism uh, all the all these uh, 3d stereoscopic uh, uh, art uh, is uh, is a little cubism for me and so um, there, there's something in in that spirit uh, that will uh, that will be in this uh, in this art piece
0: It's very interesting and not only about the economics but also what it allows you to do to be able to tokenized art, for example, and not having to depend on galleries. So France being a country that relies quite a bit on Paris in terms of technology and and connections and stuff. Now you're able to work um, basically from home and then make your income and focus on your art. So what can you tell us about this and what it means to in terms of the future of art in general,
1: oh, I think it will it will change the the art market totally because uh, um, the average uh, art collector uh, profile was uh, someone uh, that had a education art education that was uh, wealthy that kind of that has uh, the, it was uh, it was not something you were not hearing about art collection uh, in the suburbs, you know. It's uh, it's only in the in the rich part of the city that you and uh, right now things are changing everybody is able to collect art and uh, once you buy art uh, once you buy something you really love and uh, and you fought for it it was not it was not a simple something that simple you you had to fight to get it and once you get it the addiction starts and uh, i think uh, NFTs, um, nfts are making uh, collecting possible for anyone and so the addiction is going to spread i think
0: this is true. And I think I can attest to this because I, I own a, a larger physical collection, but my digital collection is also coming up there. Um, and I think it's because the digital piece is not only because of the bidding, the ability to consume immediately. But, um, for example, Lucia Poletti, really good artist, really good propaganda artist. Uh, he's always uh, producing excellent pieces on Bitcoin. And he was able to repurpose some of the older pieces by adding movement. Then I own one of the digital versions of his posters. And by incorporating movement, it really gives it a completely different meaning where I see that some of the traditional collectors that own physical pieces will now seek the digital piece to complete the series.
1: Yes. And uh, this could be added in augmented reality to the existing piece. So that uh, that makes lots of possibilities.
0: Yes, absolutely. And let's talk about that piece, because I know you've added augmented reality to the dollar bill. And this was a while ago, but now you've actually tokenized it. So you kind of... I've gone full circle with it.
1: Yes, it was in July, yeah. Yes, yes, it, um, I, uh, I, just, I, I just think about this yesterday. Uh, I received an email from uh, the Artvive platform telling me that it was a long time since I did not upload anything there. And uh, and then I said, hey, yes, I could maybe tokenize this piece. <laughs> so I decided last, last night to, to tokenize this uh, the dollar bill layer and uh, Moderat uh, seems to like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad uh, how it turned out, and I'm so and I'm, I'm glad that uh, it's still there because when I when I uploaded this on Archive and uh, said that uh, the dollar bill was the the original image, uh, you're supposed to own both image, the 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 image that he, that will be scanned and the result of the of the scanning in uh, in uh, in augmented reality, and uh, in that case I only own the, the augmented reality part. The dollar bill is not mine, so uh, I was not sure it was going to last long um, but it's it's there since July there's about uh, something like 900 people who scanned it yet so yes it's it's a it's a cool thing and I'm planning on doing the euro to the ten dollar you the ten dollar the ten euro bill and uh, and also some uh, bank logo you know so I would like to make a augmented reality uh, things on, uh, on banks' logo and uh, so you can in the street, uh, On uh, every time you see the logo of the bank you could, you could have uh, an augmented reality layer uh, preventing you, telling you that there are thieves.
0: Really cool stuff. So tell us about your current projects, I know you mentioned John McAfee. What else are you working on right now?
1: So uh, John McAfee, Trevor Jones, uh, I got another project with uh, Coldy that is a photograph uh, of crypto on crypto twitter a photograph from new york and he's supposed to send me a picture and uh, i'm supposed to make a to make a piece with, with, with this picture soon uh, and then lots of other commissions that are totally outside the, the, the crypto twitter world um working for example i'm working right now with a lawyer who needed uh, images for his uh, blog post and uh, he's having uh, he, he almost ha- has problem with the the lawyer society of america because on the picture there was a lot of money it was my signature and uh they they, they thought it was advertising <laughs> they thought it was advertising and telling people that he was gonna get them lots of money so i had i had to t- i had to take my 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 uh, watermark out <laughs>
0: That's very interesting to hear. So, now that you're in the space, uh, what can you tell us about the collectors? I can honestly tell you that I, sometimes my bids, I bid whatever ETH I have, and I know that I'm gonna be outbid in a second, but it's more of a support kind of thing. What can you tell us about the collectors, the larger uh, collectors? You have BK Crypto, you have Token Angels, you have Moderates, you have um, Whale Shark. What can you tell us about this?
1: Yes, it's uh, it's very good, but uh, uh, I'm I'm still trying to figure out uh, who these people are and uh, what, uh, um, uh, what what uh, what they are. Maybe sometimes I say it's maybe some uh, there are some investment funds, you know, who invest the, investing in art, and maybe that these people decided to invest something like zero point zero point zero one percent in NFTs or something, you know. So I'm trying to figure out who who. Who who am I selling to? I have no idea right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so it's very interesting. So I know a little bit about the space and and some of these uh, larger investors, and some of them are traditional art collectors that have transcended from the traditional world and um, moved to the digital space. Some of them are early Bitcoiners um, and want to give back and and also be part of something that that is shaping up. And some others are BCs or traditional funds, like you've said, where they want to be part of this because they see it as uh, not only something cool but something that's going to potentially grow I'm going to tell you who's who but uh, that's that's what I know
1: yeah yeah I thought that yes the, uh, but it's, uh, I I still have I still have difficulties to realize what's happening right now with me nfts and people buying things you know so <laughs> i will take a few, i will take a few a few a few weeks to 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 get this and to because right now uh, as as everyone first thing i wanted is upload uh, upload the three three different arts per day you know that's motivating you know <laughs> and i had to calm i had to, I had to calm down and think about uh, demand and supply <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. And this is probably one of the topics that happens on the telegram channels, um, that may be controlling the quantity and then focusing on quality and pieces that are either specific or relevant to a a moment in time, either something that's happening at that exact second or relevant to what's happening at the macro level or just pieces that are quality and deliver something very specific.
1: Yeah. yes, Yes. Quality over quantity. Absolutely.
0: So can you tell us how people can get in touch with you? What is the best method? How can they either get a piece from you or commission some work?
1: Yes, but the, the, place, the best place to reach me is Twitter and uh, direct messages. I get uh, most of my most of my commissions by, via via Twitter. I also have a website, ilotilotamani al- but uh, my, most of most of my most of the. the the demands i have uh, are on twitter certainly because i'm on twitter almost 24 7. and uh, people know i'm gonna answer faster there than on discord and, uh, or, or telegram
0: excellent so it was great talking to you man i was looking forward to this interview uh, i wish you the best of luck as a new artist keep killing it uh, you're doing great um and then let's stay in touch
1: thank you very much and thanks for having me can't wait can't wait to see the, the picture you're gonna make <laughs>
0: Oh, absolutely, man. I'll send it to you as soon as I have it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Curating Crypto. If you liked this episode, please help us by sharing, rating, and subscribing. You can also stay in touch by following us on Twitter at Curating Crypto, where we will be sharing additional information and links related to the topics we've covered in these sessions.